<laughs> you know, you made me go away. But guess what? I still love you. Looking at the pitchfork in the road, had to make a choice which direction to go. Whichever path, it's gonna be a tough one. Had to run, but keep my faith, I'm God's son. Hard when you don't know what the future holds. Stay in control as my destiny unfolds. Had to look fear right in its eye. Don't you know that's a devil in disguise? Back, everybody. We got another yeah, yeah. episode here bringing to you live. You got yourself, myself right here, you got KP, I'm Daniel Farmington, and we got the one and the only, you know, this man right here has made his way and figured it out, you know what I mean? Not just in one lane, but many different lanes. Who do we got? Mm -hmm. Omega Red. Oh, Omega Red's in the building. Man. Welcome, welcome. Red Negro. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming, man. We appreciate it. Nah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor. Oh, yeah. You got quite the, quite the you know, list of things you've done in life, and we're, we're excited to hear all about them. Yeah, man, I'm trying to. I'm still trying. I'm still trying to figure my way out, man. I mean, I I got some things figured out, but I'm still, you know, I'm still evolving too. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's going to be a constant evolution of whatever I do. You know. Mm. Oh, welcome to the show. Like oh, I said, yeah. the show is uh, designed to create it. You know what I mean? To bring people together and hope to uh, inspire somebody through someone's life's trials sure. and tribulations. Sure. And what makes this story or this, this 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 cast even more unique? Yeah, we're from the local Buffalo area, but you know we bring in individuals like yourself. You're not from here. You know what I mean? You mix and mingle here. Yeah. But you're from another another state, like you yeah. Know what I, mean? I'm, I mean, I've been here long enough, though. I've been here for 15 years now, though. So you know, what I'm saying I consider myself as a Buffalonian as well. 100. percent I, I got like a dual citizen. I got like a dual thing going on in Boston and yeah. Buffalo, but I also got a, like a hub in LA too. You know, what I'm saying because I spent a lot of time out there. LA is actually where you know, what I'm saying I got broke. You know, what I'm saying they really put me on out there. That's where my music career really started. You know, what I'm saying. Hence why you have so many lanes. Yeah, for sure. You know, what I'm saying. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Let's get this thing started, man. Yeah. How about uh, where? Let's go to Boston. Okay. Grow up. Tell us about your childhood. Don't don't skip over because I want to hear the good, <laughs> yeah. the details. So, you know what I mean. So my childhood, man. I you know I grew up in a very large family. Um, I'm the youngest of eight, but um, my immediate family was you know me. You know I had two sisters. Uh, full blooded sisters, and then um, we grew up in a, a city. Uh, Actually, you know, where the, like the, around the Wahlbergs, like in Dorchester, you know okay. what I'm saying? So in, in Dorchester, you're known for uh, what hood you're from. It they, they know you from the parish, like because Catholic. They grew up super Catholic, in, in, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like Massachusetts is a Catholic state. Yeah. So um, I went to St. Matthew's Parish. So that was my hood, St. Matthew's Parish. And, uh, you know, grew up in Dorchester. And um, actually, uh, the Wahlbergs, they used to do, uh, we had like uh, summer camp at uh, St. Matthew's, uh, uh, Danny Wahlberg actually taught me how to break dance. My cousin actually wrote. My, my cousin actually wrote. Um, uh, his name is uh, MC Spice. He wrote "Good Vibrations" for Mark Wahlberg. Oh shit! Yeah, so, that's huge. Yo. Yeah, so the music runs deep in my family. Um, you know, surrounded by a lot of love, a lot of music, and um, uh, yeah, my aunt was Donna Summer, so she was she was like the queen of disco. So I was gonna we, say the queen, right? Yeah, the yeah, queen, yeah. pop pop icon. Actually, she was a cultural icon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so no doubt about um, it. We didn't oh, really so you get got music. Running yeah. through your veins. Yeah, yeah. running through it. And then mm -hmm. and then in third grade, I started playing saxophone. But I started, you know, that's why I started, you know, um, in Dorchester. Then I moved in the suburbs uh, about 20 minutes outside of Dorchester in a um, town called Randolph. And uh, that's when I started playing the saxophone. And then, um, you know, I was doing a marching band, jazz band and stuff like that. And then, um, ugh, man, all right, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. So when I got out of high school, I, you know, I went in the military. My father was like, you got two choices, you know, uh, get out the house, you know what I'm saying, or go in the military. I suggest you go in the military. You're smart, go in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So I went into the Air Force. Um, so I did four years, got to travel uh, overseas, lived in Germany for two years, traveled all through Europe, Middle East. Um, and I got to travel a lot just in general, being in, being in the military. I, do, I would do like six-month um, six uh, temporary duty stations, what they call it, TDY. Okay. So I did that for a while. Um, but I still, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, I was young, and I was... Still had that hustler's mentality, you know. When I, I got out of I got out of military when I was twenty one, you know. So I kind of went back oh, to the wow. streets and hustling because I was always hustling while I was in school too. Like, right. you know, I sell you know bags and nicks and dimes and stuff like that in high school. You know, my aunt would give me a pound, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I bag it all up. You know what I'm saying? Sell weed in school. You know, yeah. nicks and dimes, whatever. Wait, but your aunt Donna? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I was just nah, making nah. sure. Bro, no, not my, say, <laughs> not my aunt. Not my aunt. I know aunt that's that's me right there. But, but uh, yeah, nah, she wouldn't do that. My other, my other yeah. aunt. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but I still had that hustle mentality. So I kind of went <laughs> back in the streets, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, uh, eventually that, you know, like six, you know, I would say like nine months later, maybe a year later, I ended up getting incarcerated for like three and a half years. Okay. So that's what, a quick summary. Yeah. What'd like you do? Where I'm from and what, what I do. Yeah. What? So, um, yes. It was a childhood friend of mine. You know what I'm saying? He just, uh, he messed up a lot of money, you know, okay. and uh, he insulted a lot of people and myself included. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah. So, dude, you know, things just got escalated, you know, and, uh, you know, shit happens, right? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they charged me with, um, you know, possession of a firearm, home invasion, kidnapping, assault and battery with dangerous weapon, okay. larceny over a hundred thousand. Um, it was pretty, I had like eight felons, felonies, charges, okay. you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was pretty crazy. So how many years did you give for that? <clears throat> um, I did about three and a half years. Um, and I did like 10 years probation. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, what happened? Yeah. The, my childhood friend, yeah, he snitched on me. That's pretty much oh, what yeah. happened. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. he went to court and was like, he, you know. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to. He didn't want to pay the consequences to his actions. So right. you know, he you know he took. So the, you did. He took that route. You yeah. Know? So uh, I I heard you mention something about the service and everything. Mm-hmm. Now, were you in active duty or were you just you know what I mean? Nah, you I was active there? duty, bro. So you you went over and 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 yeah. served, served and everything. Uh-huh. Now, just a quick question, if you don't mind, us yeah. diving into that. For sure. Um, did you, you know? Obviously, the endurance of what you've seen and everything over there is pretty detrimental to someone's someone's brain. You know what I mean? A lot of. A lot of veterans and everything nowadays suffer from PTSD, you know what I mean? How can you help shed light upon, you know what I mean, that experience of what you went through to where you're at right now and your success and, you know what I mean, to possibly help somebody? Well, I definitely, um, so I'm a veteran as well. So, um, and I get benefits. It's lovely. Um, so I think what can, I think, I think therapy is very, I think therapy helps a lot. A lot of, um, a lot of uh, veterans, they, um, I'm not, I can't speak on all the veterans, but I feel like therapy and seeking help, going to the, um, you know, the vet, um, and, you know, uh, the veteran hospital and seeking help and getting therapy is really great. I think marijuana is great for that too. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause there's a lot of, my, my dad had PTSD cause he was in Vietnam and I see the things that triggered, triggered him. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's really, they got, they got to want to bet. They want to, they have to want to get better too, though. Right. So I think it's a I think it's a takes a community as well. Like the people around them that love them and care about mm-hmm. them is, you know, staying on top of that as well. Mm-hmm. It's a, it takes a community to help to help the veterans. You know, okay. so 100 percent. I feel that's what I, that's what I've seen. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it, that's what it takes. No doubt about it. Um, can we still talk about that? How was being in the military for you? Was it tough or was Not, it? I mean, uh, I had a little culture shock when I got to when I got to Lackland in, um, uh, in, um, uh, in Texas. Uh, well, let me see. What? what not, it was the Lackland in San Antonio. Yeah, so I was in San Antonio, oh. and uh, it was kind of crazy, man. It was like you know the stuff you see in the movies, right? Like you, you know when you go for training and everyone's sitting atten- at standing at attention, and you hit a click, 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 click. You know what I'm saying? The, <laughs> the, the, the TI. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And um, people were dropping and fainting, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And like people were like, I want to go home. Like yeah, it was yeah. pretty crazy. So it was kind of a sh- culture shock to me because I. I traveled a lot of different places when I was younger, like, you know, where my family was at, like South Carolina and all those places. But like to go into like Texas and go places where like I had nobody, no friends or nothing. I was there by myself. Yeah. It was definitely a different experience. So I had a culture shock. Was there a lot of racism happening? I mean, there's racism all the time. It's always happening. (laughs) I know. I know. But but, uh, but I I mean, did I experience it? I don't think I, I, I think. Growing up in Boston, I, I just, I was taught how to deal with that shit, bro. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Because Boston, like... So Texas you, was no more or less just... Nah, actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a lot of love in Texas, to be honest with okay. you. But I think it's about, at the end of the day, I think it's about the person. I, I, yeah, Because well, Because no I, I, I grew up with cats that were racist, man. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They're like, yo, Red, we, we fuck with you, Red, but we don't <laughs> like those motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I think sometimes you know, it's about, you know, your, your who you are inside. You know what I'm saying? When people get past the color, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I think it's the, the color thing that you're taught at first, but yeah. after a while, man, you, I, if, if a person's smart, man, and has some common sense, yeah, you get past that. I'm sure you grew up different. Like, you yeah, know no what I'm saying? Doubt. I'm sure you guys' experiences right. tell us. Well, Buffalo's pretty segregated, yeah, and I didn't you know even realize it until I was an adult. Until I went somewhere else and went, oh, shit. Yeah. I you didn't know. know. 
So, uh, you know, did you grow up like, did your parents, like, you know, did your parents, did you grow up like racist parents or? Uh, I had racist <laughs> family members. Yeah. No doubt. Know, so. My mom did a good job of fucking yeah. teaching me love. Yeah. So it's, it's all about how you, you know, <clears> being taught. Yeah. But I mean, we, we're in America. So, I yeah. mean, that's, you know. It's pretty standard stuff. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. standard. You know what I'm saying? And me growing I guess up maybe Boston, it's my fault for just assuming Texas was more. <laughs> yeah. I, in my head, Texas had more well, racism. I'm going to tell you about that. Me. They'll be honest about you, though. They'll be like, mm. we, you know what I'm saying? Like, up yeah. north, it's a little bit more, you know, subliminal and hidden. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's just more systematic. Yeah, yeah. You know, but down south, it's like, nah, we get out of here. We don't, they mm-hmm. won't even look at you or talk to you. They'll let yeah. you know right up. Right, I'd rather know who I'm dealing yeah. with than so, not know having that with. snake in that grass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. so the answer but, um, is it was easier. Here, pull the pull the mic get a little in front of you. Oh, we won't be, you put it like right, right there, right there. Perfect. Cool, cool. I think that'll hit perfect. Yeah. But so, but growing up in Boston, yeah. though, like they they got you, they got you ready for that. They got you ready for the world. And actually, a lot of uh, black scholars would go to Harvard. You know what I'm saying, and mm. study. You know what I'm saying yeah. to learn about racism and the history of racism and all that stuff. So, you know, um, I was I was ready for it. Boston kind of got. Kind of yeah. got me ready for the world, but it was just a culture shock when I started going other places. Yeah, and the mindset was different, you know. I mean, from the outside looking in, looking at your life, you know, what I mean, you have a pretty much unique, um, you know, what I mean, pretty mixed, a lot going on, you know, what I mean, from yeah. what you went through your as a world. child, you went through as a child to where you went through as in the military, you know, what I mean, you went through discipline, you went through the racism, you know, what I mean, to where you actually ultimately, you know, would you say those all those, you know, what I mean, those those faulty things as a younger individual created a successful person right now oh yeah for sure because i was exposed to a lot of different cultures at a really young age you know what i'm saying and my aunt was like one of the pioneers like she she had an interracial marriage at in the 70s you know what i'm saying and and her when her first daughter was um half german and, and black you know what i'm saying she lived in germany for you know quite a quite some time yeah and spoke german too so she so she was like a she's like a pioneer of that you know what i'm saying it kind of i don't know man it just i don't it just ran i guess it just rubbed off i guess i don't know right. But my a lot of people in my family are very uh you know multicultural like you know like me I'm mixed as well so I'm native uh, native mm-hmm. right I'm native and um Scottish and African American. It's know? funny because people that say they're like Native American uh well you're native to the America <laughs> no 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 I'm just joking no but like I said a lot of people when you divide dive into you know I mean heritage and, mm-hmm. and cultures and you know, I mean you start learning you know, I mean the unique uh uniqueness of them yeah yeah. Start learning the similarities too, isn't it? You know, I mean, I'm, listen, I, I had a nice little sit down one time and I, I studied a lot of different religions and they all simulate each other. Mm-hmm. Simulate everything. I mean, from yeah, Buddhas to, I mean, Muslim to, they all, they all had, they simulate the same thing, but just differentiate in their own ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's it's, it's know. beautiful. It's just like each human being. Yeah, it's like yeah. My whole it. philosophy on that, man, with, a, with it's like, you know, we all, like, when you see the fireworks, like on the 4th of July, right? Everyone's in a different, spot in a different location so the view is going to be different mm-hmm. so that's how i look at religion like yeah, yeah. it's like the same god but everyone yeah, no sees it from a different view yep. yeah yep. you know so no right, doubt so, so now so now we're at the point to where you know what i mean you're out of the out of the military you mm-hmm. know what i mean you're pretty much on your own you know what do you so what do you what are you seeking at that point well while i was in jail um i wrote over 350 songs and i was just like when i get out man i'm i, I gotta you know go go you know, get into this music industry and just take a deep dive. So I, I formulated a plan and was like, how am I going to, how am I going to get a radio? So then I was like, ha, ah, the DJs. So there's this big DJ out in, in, in Boston at the time. Still, he still is a big DJ. Uh, he's my man. I love him to death. Um, his name is DJ Roy Barboza. He's a big dog pit bull. He's part of Funkmaster Flex's crew. And, um, so he was at this, he used to DJ at this hood spot called Guido Shays. Everybody in Boston and Brockton, Massachusetts, they know what I'm talking about. Real hood spot. People getting shot like every weekend, but it was still popping. So um, I said, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get, you know, befriend this dude. So uh, I went, went right up to the DJ booth and was like, Roy, my name's um, Omega Red. You know what I'm saying? I just got out of jail. I'm, I'm trying to start my music career. You know what I'm saying? I just want to connect with you. So he kind of looked at me. Wrote his number down, threw it to me. I was like, all right, cool. And then I went about my business. And um, I called him for like two weeks straight, you know, just, you know, trying to, you know, get at him. And then uh, he finally called me um, like the third week and was like, yeah, I seen you been calling me. You know, I've been busy, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I got this, I'm doing this club um, down in Saugus. You know, do you want to come with me? 
Uh, I was like, sure, sure. He's like, do you mind, you know, if you carry the crates or whatever? And I was like, cool. I'm like, yeah, I'll carry the crates. And uh, so I carried his crates for like two years, you know what I'm saying? Going to all the clubs with him, making connections, you know, at, they knew me as the crate boy. And uh, I was like, that's all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be the crate out. boy. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll be the crate boy. But watch me watch me later. Yeah. So um, so eventually, you know, me and Roy got really super tight. Um, a lot of people didn't like it because I was trying to, I was kind of, you know, putting game on to him and letting letting him know who's not real and who's because it was working. A lot yeah, of you know, didn't like so, it because it was working. Yeah, so we had a record pool, and um, you know, I told him I said I don't know what this this dude, I, the dude's running a record pool, man. I don't know, man. I think something's wrong. And he's I like, no, 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 that's my man. That's my man. That's my man. I bumped the and camera. then um, he was like uh, he was like uh, we good, we good, we good. Yeah, my cool, it's cool. He was like um, he was like ah, he's my man. I was like I don't know. And then uh, he called me like a week later. He's like, yo, he robbed me from my record pool. He robbed me like 10 Gs out of my record pool. How'd you know? I was like, bro, I just got, I'm like, I just seen a lot at a really young age. I just got out of jail, man. I, you know, I, I, I could see, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Who's the, I could see everything that's going on, man. Oh, by the way, he's moving. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? When he, someone don't look you in the eye when you talk to him. and you pick up on somebody's vibes when you yeah, got that. you know what I'm saying? When so, you got that training, it's, it's, it's naturally, you see somebody's movement. Mm-hmm. So, and then, uh, yeah, so after that, you know, we just came super tight. And then I kept throwing him records. And he's like, eh, eh. But then I sent this record called Soul Clap. Um, and he was like, yo, this record's fire. And then that's that was my first break. Like, he was, I was the first independent artist to get played on um, Clear Channel Radio. Oh, nice. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you don't um, folk in your, your music in one genre, right? You got a whole different, you got. So, yeah, man. So, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, because I'm a musician, right? So, I play the saxophone. So. You know, I write, I compose, I can read music. You know what I'm saying? So you need to bring the sax next time. Well, I got a video that's about to drop that, okay. that I play the saxophone in. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's called the L. So we'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit. But um <clears throat> so yeah, so I fuse a lot of different music, you know what I'm saying? So um like I for the uh, music and arts festival I did uh, over at um River Riverworks, you know, I did I, I did a, a set of hip rock. So it's fused with hip hop and rock. But it's not like a it's like real rock. It's like it would be like listen to a real rock song with just rap rap on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like a lot of musicality. So and then um you know I like to I like to um, perform with live bands. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I was doing that in the um I was doing that in the early 2000s before it was a thing. Before you know yeah. the bigger artists was doing that. I was doing that in like yeah. junior high school and all that stuff. Not to not to cut you off, but you should check out my boy Aspect. Oh, yeah, okay, no for sure. Definitely. I mean he's his, he's nasty on that guitar, bro. Okay, that's what's up. And everybody. <laughs> Put a I'm link, put a link for, right here. Bing. Yeah, I'm always looking to work with musicians. I'm always looking for dope musicians to work yeah. with in the band and stuff like that. But this yeah, is so a I good do EDM. city for it because we got a lot of bands and a lot of people into hip hop. Have okay. you heard of uh, Type Relevant? Ty- no, I never heard of him. Oh, man, John Hunter. Yeah, put beast me on, on the drums. Yeah, you I got put you. Me on. Oh, yeah. You put me on. Um, but yeah, so I do EDM, I do pop, dance, um, R&B, you know, because I, I sing a little bit. You know, I could hold a. Few false false settles, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I, I if I if I wish I could, I wish I grew up in the era of Motown because I'd have been like I'd have been one of them false settle cats, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. can I blow your mind this time? Oh, hey, you know what, saying? Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? So yeah, so you know, my pops grew up on Motown, so he schooled he he seated me with a lot of that, and my mom's was a huge Jimi Hendrix fan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Growing up in the seven, you know, yeah. teenager in the seventies and all that, so. You know, I man, I got I got exposed to a lot of soul and rock, classic mm-hmm. rock. You know what I'm saying? And then the hip hop, you know, the disco. And then the hip hop came in and with Sugar Hill Game, but they weren't the originals. But you know, with that whole transition, I was there. I was there. Mm-hmm. I was like young, but I was I seen the birth of hip hop. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? That's and it's going on its 50th, 50th year. Wait. Wait, how I mean, old not are nothing you, against, Omega? Listen, listen not against <laughs> nothing against the hip hop nowadays, but it's not hip hop like it was back in the day, man. I mean, not, it, it's still hip hop, is it? I mean, it yeah. is, but back Depends in the day, on they where had, you're looking, but yeah, they just had a. People don't close their eyes when they sing anymore. So, so I so, guess that's what it is. You know? I so, guess you know, try to grab it really. Yeah. How I see it is, you know, this is you know, evolution, man, music, right? So you have like rock and roll, you know, um, back then that was like taboo, right? And mm-hmm. now it's a big thing, like every, you know, I. I the hip hop, I'm I'm a constant learner of music. So when when my par- my parents they were like, "What's this hip hop shit?" You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I was like, "I never want to be like that." You know yeah, what I'm saying? My kids. You know what I'm saying? So 
even though, you know, the, the, the messaging is different and, you know, the style's different, there is still some good hip-hop out mm-hmm. here. With oh, 100%. Him. I'm yeah, not saying that it's saying. not, but it's not the same. It's going to be yeah. different. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, too? Yeah, I, always I mean, you're talking about a song from maybe about five to six minutes to now. What is it, two minutes? If yeah, we're lucky? in the information age, though. Everything's fast. Yeah. Well, who's responsible for those kids? We the, are. The internet? No, it's our kids. The internet? Let's be real. The internet? The internet, too. Yeah, that, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because we give them these tools, right? We give them these tools, right? We give it to them like just to shut them up you know when they're kids right mm-hmm. and they're all down my past like boo, 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 boo. Yeah, yeah. like you know what i'm saying like Dude, that hammer could yeah. put the nail down or a hole but in the head they lack wisdom so they may have all the knowledge they may have mm-hmm. but they lack the wisdom and that's you know why i my, i personally feel that tell me because of instant gratification they want it yesterday I believe so, so that wisdom doesn't, you, bro. So that wisdom doesn't come with that. Just I just want to touch base. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Just simulate yeah. things. You know what I mean? No, no, I'm I'm right with you, bro. Yeah. I'm right with you, man. Like I'm serious. Like it's really, um, you know, like like I said, man. I'm a constant learner. Like I don't think that I can't learn anything from any. I like even though the younger generation they got their thing going on, like they still they still can learn from the older generation. There has to be more collaboration. I I, I talk. Mm-hmm. I had conversations like this with um. My brother-in-law, you know, will like, you know, what I'm saying, like, cause he was, like, he does Twitch. He's on Twitch, right? He DJs on there, so he runs, he runs into a lot of younger DJs and you know whatever. So he asked me questions. I'm like, yeah, this, you know, just just rock out with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just collaboration, man. It's just gotta collaborate. And um, I I like to learn from them. You know, the new uh, uh style, the new cadences, uh, new arrangements, and then I can show them how. You know, I can show them. Uh, you know about uh content you know what i'm saying about about the content like what what they're saying like each saying, one teach one yeah keep mm-hmm. keep your keep your content mm-hmm. or keep your originality or your keep a love a certain level of consciousness because you i mean we all go through life's experiences like i i mean i've been in the streets i've done stuff so i can talk you know I, I don't talk about that stuff no more i talk about what i used to do and how i transitioned out of it you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but there's still got to be a level of consciousness it just can't be just one type of uh messaging in your, in your music you know what i'm saying because yeah. as you grow your music should grow yeah you know you should be talking more more to yeah. more than one person as yeah. well your experiences grow so your lyrics should mm-hmm. no doubt you see I that mean, in artists music should simulate around a person's life you know what i mean i mean well, you see it in artists show. whether it's a gift or a curse a good thing or a bad thing you know they get yeah. money things change yeah yeah this we're in a we're in a really i think it's we're in an exciting time because it's really about um, like anyone could be successful. It's all about how you apply yourself and how consistent you are. Yeah, one hundred percent. Tell us about those successes outside of hip hop, if you don't mind. Um, business aspects. Okay, so um, you know, I get you know, you know, being in the music industry and um, you know, after tapping into the music publishing side of things, I really understood this was a business, right? So I got into music publishing and I signed a co-publishing deal, and I um with this. I lost uh, the cherry. Uh, with uh, this company out in LA and um, they taught me the publishing game and then I started my own publishing company and so I, I started to realize I said uh, shit man like I need to make more revenue streams like this like you know because I get you know I get a check every quarter but that wasn't enough you know what I'm saying I'm still building my portfolio so I just had to figure another way to create another revenue stream so um, I just kind of put a resume together what I did in the music industry and put it out in the corporate corporate world so they uh, marketing right uh, yes yeah, sales and marketing so um, they wanted, they was asking me to, you know, they wanted me to sell insurance. They wanted me to sell all this other crap. And I was just like, I don't want to sell the shit. Like, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have a passion for that. And then um, this company called New Money out of New York City was like, Rob, you ever heard about credit card processing? And I was like, uh, I got my credit. I got my credit card. Uh, I don't know. Like, nah. And I was like, well, you just go into a store and uh, you tell them you can save the money and and if they give you the business, you'll get a upfront bonus, uh, signing bonus, and then uh, you'll get a monthly residual off of their account. And I was like, "What? That's all? The f- that's all I gotta do?" <laughs> yeah. So at that time, I was living in uh, Orchard Park, like the Lackawanna borderline, right off Abbott, right over there. And um, I sold like twelve accounts that that same that week, and they were like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" We can't believe anyone sold that many accounts. You know, so I was just like, I was just hungry. I wanted to get yeah. bread, so I was hustling like I was out there in the streets. Yeah. So, um, I got into that. I got into um, you know, it's called merchant services. You know, pay, uh, payment processing, and I got into that. So, you know, the first couple of years it was really rough. Um, you know, they would do stuff like, 
the, the industry can be misguided in leading too. Cause if I say that I was going to give a, a, a business owner a certain rate that six months to a year, they would hike the rate up. Yeah. So it made me look like I was, you know, bullshitting and lying to them. So Which I'm is, like, yo, I'm like this pizza guy, he's right down the street. You're taking care of real people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, he lives right down the street from me, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all can't be doing this. So then I realized how you misguided and misleading they could Is be. Is that why uh, the other, do you think the other people weren't doing as well? It's because they were more hitting leads and staying on book. And you were out there talking to the real well, life nah, people. Well, no, they're, the they're lazy. <laughs> they said we're getting out and selling. That was the, that was how they were supposed to do it, though. Was yeah, to, you got to go out there and you got to go out there. Put yourself out there. Yeah, you got to go out there and tell and It wasn't yourself. like cold calling, though, or nothing. Yeah, that's what that's what cold calling is. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Cold, you can cold call on the phone or you can cold call by walking into a store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. You ever watch? You ever you go to a store? In. You ever see you walk in a store that says no soliciting? Yeah. That's fuck because that of shit. people like me. Yeah, fuck that noise. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I didn't go in there, like, try to solicit, but yeah. I went in there acting like I was going to buy something or. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. you know, this is nice, whatever. And, I, and I'd befriend the... You and know. you thought you had a good deal for them. Yeah, as well. yeah I mean, yeah. no was, reason. Yeah, it was a it was great, great deal. Yeah, it was a great deal. Yeah. So what happened was, um, you know, I, I moved a couple of few companies and I started to learn more and more and more. And then I got to the Cadillac of processors. Um, I'm not going to say their name because I don't, uh, I don't brand companies anymore. But, you know, they taught me, they taught me a, actual, the actual game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm grateful for that. And I was with them for four years and um, I crushed it while I was there. But at the same time, I felt like there were things that weren't being um, there were connections and, and partnerships that I was not getting that I felt that I deserved. Cause I worked twice as hard as some of the other reps that were there and they yeah. were they were crushing it. But I was crushing it just as good as them. But I had to work twice as hard because I didn't have those relationships. So that's so, typical corporation stuff. you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. You know, they want you to drink the Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? They want to use you for your talent. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you're good as your last deal. And then once they're done with you, they dispose of you, right? So I was like, nah, I'm not going to have that. So, um, you know, I had my own consulting business. Um, it was called WNY, WNY Merch Consulting. So I laid it dormant for a while while I was focusing on building, you know, my portfolio with, uh, with the other company. And then uh, once I was done, I got vested. Um, vested means you sold enough where no matter what, even if you leave, they still pay you the residual off of those accounts that you got from them. Nice. Right? So, so yeah, I'm still getting paid. Yeah. And I started my own thing and now I have my own, I'm a broker now. So I have my own brand and I can work with multiple processors and I have multiple strategic partners now because of my, because I'm not proprietor anymore with this one company. Now let's let's go back to that corporation part. What was it like when transitioning over to that? I mean, because a lot of people a lot of people shy away from that because you know what I mean they say you know what I mean they do this and they do that you know what I mean and, and and they got more than enough and you know what I mean corporation is is, is big you know what I mean what is, yeah what is man like I mean I mean the reason why I did it in the first place because when I went back home to Boston I was trying to sell an account at a club on Lansdowne Street and I seen the name of the company and I was like they're doing this this club was doing like seven million dollars a, m- a month. <laughs> And processing. So I was yeah. like, I can save you a lot of money. If you can't beat them, join them. So <laughs> yeah. I want to learn. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, you know what I'm saying? I'm not afraid to learn. I'm not, and, and, and humility is a motherfucker, man. Like, you know, I, I just had to humble myself, you know what I'm saying? To like be like, I want to do this. Like coming from having like huge records with, you know, like detail, big platinum records and stuff like that and getting on the billboard charts. And, you know, and then when, you know, I had, cause I had a partner, but we, we broke away. So I, I was kind of starting from ground zero again. That's kind of where I um, met uh, M80, you know what I'm saying? When okay. we, Shout out to M80. On the grind, you know what I'm saying? M80. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what you know I mean? Me. So M80, see me on the grind. I was on a suit, you know, coming through trying to sell, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to get popping. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but it's, it's, it's humbling, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you rely on people to help you. That's when I realized like, you know what? I got to give back. If I want people to help me, I got to help people. You know what mm. I'm saying? So I started connecting people, helping people with relationships, helping business owners and aspects of their business that they normally couldn't do anything, you know what I'm saying? With. So I, that's, that's, that's how I, you know, got to where I'm at today, man. It's really just connecting people and helping people, man. And genuinely caring about people's businesses. You know what Would saying? you say if a business is constantly changing, that there's constant growth? Oh, yeah. You got, and you have to just become an early adapter and always stay open-minded. You know what I'm saying? I've seen a, during the pandemic, I've seen a lot of businesses fail because they refuse to adapt and they didn't want to be open-minded because, you know, you yeah. know how they say in Buffalo, this is Buffalo. This is how we do it here. Yeah. It's always, this is how we've been doing it for 25 years. It's how, 
you know, mm-hmm. and then the pandemic hit, and then they're all like, well, they we got to check, you know. <laughs> yeah. You've seen I mean, a lot, a lot of businesses, of rest- like, drop, like, well, I thought they were okay. And a lot you know of restaurants saying? stayed open, uh, made tons of money just because they stayed open. Right. They didn't do nothing different. They then you've seen some, open. you know, seen some tank, you know, and that tells you, like, that obviously their business wasn't right. Oh, yeah, their no their foundation wasn't strong enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, so they were I just come, floating. I come across a saying, they say, if you come up with... Uh, a lot of uh, paper at the end of 2022, you know what I mean? You were very successful in 2023. Do you agree with that or not? I'm sorry, say it again? I forget where I read mm-hmm. it. It was in like a success magazine part. Mm-hmm. They're saying, but the ones that come out in 2022 at the end there with the most money and the most, you know what I mean, items, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. after the recession, usually they were saying it's, it's what they were determining now. Right. It's going to be very successful in 2023 or the following year previously after that. I mean, I get. I mean, it depends. It all depends on you know. I, it's it's very like it's hard to navigate someone else's success. You know what I'm saying? Just overall. Um, I mean, I'm hoping yes. I mean, they should. I mean, we I, all I, are. I, we I all mean, are. I, I'm gonna. I, I plan to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I plan to be successful. Yeah. Two thousand and three. Like, no but doubt. you gotta set it. You gotta set it up for that, though. Yeah, like you know two thousand twenty-two is the best year of my life, and now yeah. two thousand twenty-three. Will be the best year of my life. I mean, I had a really good time in the pandemic, man. I mean, I was crushing it in the pandemic. No, me too. I almost yeah. felt bad to some extent. Yeah. I was like, "This got to be people suffering, <laughs> suffering somewhere." And I was, I feel bad at all because it just, it just showed, <laughs> man, like my, your drive. Yeah, but yeah. my drive and my my willingness to adapt, mm-hmm. constantly adapting. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And being open minded, and um, and then having a having a skill and having a need, having something that uh, a need that uh, business owners want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what was the what was your move through COVID? What was the pinnacle difference uh, I was just w- I went to the digital. I, I started going. Um, I always told uh, businesses that they're gonna have to like do online stuff eventually. You know what I'm saying? Online mm-hmm. delivery, online ordering, and all that stuff. A lot of them probably didn't believe you, thinking that you just yeah. That, to like sales I said, this is Buffalo. We don't need that. Yeah. You know. So I was like, all right. And then the pandemic hit, and it was like. Bring. Then they hit the M80 MacBook. Yeah. Get hit with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rob, you uh, Rob, you know that online processing you're talking about? You still got that? Oh, yeah, I laid it down, but flipped the switch, kept yeah. them on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then I just got referrals from there. You know? It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Especially when you put yourself out there like you have. I mean, from, from, from your hometown to here to your hometown here back to your hometown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I lived in Brooklyn before I moved here. Um, and so while I was in Brooklyn, that's where things really took off. That's where I met my um, ex-publicist, uh, Tanya Payton. And that was that's when I was back and forth, back and forth to L.A. And like I was by coastal pretty much that you know for the I say the three and a half years I was out there in Brooklyn and then uh, once I had my daughter I was like yo like so I was coming up here a lot and I just I started to understand social economics and I was just like yo I can own like mad property up here and the rent's crazy low up here like you know what I'm saying like I stretch my money long out here mm-hmm. and then like the people were I could just tell that the people were underserved. Like they, you know what I'm saying? They needed more people like me out to come here and offer my gifts and my talents. You know what I'm saying? And if they want to go somewhere else and they want to do something, I had connections to other places I could connect them with. I've done that for a lot of people here in Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just wanted to come to a place where um, it wasn't as saturated, like being in LA, being in New York city, being in Boston. Like I pretty much conquered those cities. Like, you know, I have a name in all those different hubs. So I wanted to come somewhere else where I didn't have a name um and but i came out here a little cocky and arrogant like yeah i'm about to come out here and, you know say and take over mm-hmm. and they were like uh-uh we don't give a fuck where you from yeah. uh, who so you are you gotta prove to us what you're about first <laughs> i was like fuck i yeah. gotta do this all over again you know what i mean so you know but it took me it was a shorter time because i just had i knew what success looked like and i knew, I knew the formula so i just applied it much quicker you know what i'm saying because i already done it before so I mean, you were carrying those pails that you used to say, remember? Say it again? Remember when you went on tour and you had to carry those things you said? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You started from the side. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just strapped my boots up, man. As long as like, you're fine with that, you know what I mean? You're going to succeed. Yeah. yeah. It's just consistency, you know what I'm saying? And then a lot of people were, were I, I think a lot of people thought, um, you know, a lot of associates and a lot of people when they start seeing me again in corporate America and told them what I plan to do. And they're like, oh, man, he's very ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That Rob's going to have fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they all like that stuff, but actually doing it is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sit there and sell them a dream. You know what I mean? But <laughs> Yeah, you know, a lot of people talk. I get it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people talking about action. So they, they would be seen as believing, you know? Absolutely. I get yeah, it. Very you know? true. So. I mean, like I said, I want to go back to your music, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I come across, yeah. you, you had you your, your auntie, you know what I mean? What? 
you got a song with her. Like, yeah, so we we did a song called Angel. It's on the Red October album. Um, I also did a remix with her and Ziggy Marley on her Crayons album um, as well. And uh, yeah, that that that's a legacy record for me. That's gonna pay me till I die, and I can pass it down to my kids. Um, so when um, so I was going to Nashville and recording with her at the Sound Kitchen, and that's where like all the big country pop stars are at. Um, they record at. So I, I met a lot of country pop stars before they like they like Taylor Swift was like twelve or something like that. I ran into her a few times, and um, a couple other uh. uh you know, country pop stars, but that's what we record. We record at the Sound Kitchen. Everyone in Nashville, they know what I'm talking about. Um, so she's like, "Yeah, this ain't it. That ain't it. This ain't it. That ain't it." You know, so I had to had to go back to you know go back home with my tail tucked in, and um, it's like, "Rod, when you got a hit, you know what I'm saying? I'll let you know." So, how um, did that feel? I mean, how did that? I mean, I was a little discouraged, but at the same time, though, she didn't say that she liked the music that I was what I was producing, but she just like, this ain't it. I mean, and how many I, times did you have to bounce back and forth before you got angel? Well, well I was home and, uh, one of my friends, Mackenzie Dutton, she was saying me this melody and I was like, yo, I think this is going to work. And I said, we need to do this and do that. And then she came back and demoed it for me. And uh, I was like, Oh, I got to send this to my aunt. So I sent it to my uncle. My, I call him uncle B UB, uh, my aunt's uh, husband, uncle Bruce, Bruce Sedano. So, I emailed him the record. He called me back for five minutes. He's like, Robert, that's it. You got it. You got a hit. And uh, I flew out to L.A. And I was out in L.A. for about six months. And uh, we, was, we started to record the record. And then when we were done recording the record, um, like nine months later, she passed away. Oh, shit. What would you say in that experience of that nine months, the best, uh, the best knowledge or the best gem that you learned with that from her? Well, with that, I, I'll tell you what she told me. Yeah. She told me when you have a level of, a level of success. Oh, first thing she said, when you have a hit record, it's undeniable. No one can deny it. Nobody, which is true. Mm-hmm. And then she said, when you have a certain level of success, you got to watch out for friends and family. She said it straight up like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, shit. repeat that one more time. <laughs> when you get a level of certain success, you have to watch out for friends and family. I mean, I don't yeah. mean to laugh at that, but you know what I mean? If you <laughs> I really didn't see it coming. That's, that's... And I was I was kind of taking the back. I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, damn, yeah, she yeah. said this. And but you know I, I ran into some situations where I was like, damn, she was right. Right. Yeah. She was right. No you know? doubt about it. And uh, so you always, you know, you just gotta, you always gotta, you know, especially in this music industry, you gotta always keep your Teflon vest on and your third eye open all the time, all the time. When you don't, that's when. <clears throat> yeah. They get you. It's so. a pretty beautiful thing you got that chance. I mean, to finally. Well, put out that track. You know yeah, so I mean? the thing was is that, you know, um, it, it wasn't like, you know, she just didn't do it because I was her nephew. Like, she told me. She's like, nah, yeah. Rob. She's like, Rob, you put in the work. You never asked me for any help. And, you know, I made my way in the music industry, you know, before I even got to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. were telling her, like, yo, your nephew's coming. Mm-hmm. So when we did a session <laughs> at the Paramount in uh, L.A., um, you know, the uh, photographer, um, t- uh, Turner, I think his name's Turner Photography. Like, he worked for her for decades, you know what I'm saying? And my, my publicist, Tanya, had him come through, take the pictures, and she, like she was just like, "What?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. she's like, "Okay, okay, nephew." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. yeah, we just had a lot of fun too, man. She was very like, she joked a lot, man, and like I got videotapes of us like in the studio sessions that are like, I mean, I have them, and no one's ever mm-hmm. seen them. And like, she's she was a comedian, man, and she, you know, we had a ball, man. And she just she just taught me so much, and she schooled me about a lot of things. And she was a creative as well. Like, she was an artist, too. Like, she painted. Like, she was actually an artist, and she painted. She would sell her paintings for, like, millions of dollars. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was wild, man. Right. You know, so. And it goes to, it really says a lot about this, the how worldly you are is you've got an aunt. I, I, I've just been blessed, man. I've been blessed uh, to be around, like, so many great people. And so, yeah. like, being blessed being born where I was from, but also being born into a family <clears throat> like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, well, that's what I was saying is you have an aunt that blessed you with a pound. Yeah. Everything in between, and then a superstar aunt. That's you know, right. I you know I had a lot of rough patches between them. That's, there, that's there what I mean. Between, it seems know, like there's a lot. That's what I'm saying. There's a wide stretch of life you had. Yeah, so, a lot of people in life think that you know what I mean. Successful people never had it hard. You know what I mean. And that's not true. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people thought because my aunt was Donna Summer that I was like, oh yeah, I'm like dog. That ain't even it, man. Like, yeah. and a lot of people didn't know she was my aunt until she passed away, and that's when that's when things got really interesting. Yeah. Like people who I was trying to rock with in Boston, 
like now they rocking with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it comes with the territory, so I didn't take it personal. I just say, all right, let's get the deal done. Yeah, let's <laughs> get to work. That's it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, see, a lot of people, successful people can do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But a lot of egotistic ones that can't grow, they don't. They can't co- collab like that. Yeah. I was always wanted to collaborate with everybody that I thought that was nice and, and, and that was great and good. And I, I think some of their egos would, like, make them feel like I was, you know, kind of, like, trying to ride that wave. But, no, I just want to – I think you're great and I think you're a dope artist. Like, I just want to collaborate, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and, and make great music together. And I think that comes with a lot of people's egos or their insecurities because they, they feel like they get on the track with me, I might outshine them. Yeah, but I, know, but I, I know now it wasn't my – I wasn't the issue. It was them. Right. Plus, I'm a musician. So how do you like, not perform to your best? Huh? How do you not perform to your best when you're performing yeah. and doing the thing you love? Well, right? I didn't. Really, you know, when you when you're when you have so many different talents and like music talents, like you're you know you can sing, you can rap, yeah. you can play instruments. Yeah. That could, that's a threat to somebody who right. just raps. You yeah, know yeah. What I'm no doubt. <laughs> you know, yeah, because they're cornered that corner. You know, what I mean, they don't have any other avenue. Right, and it shouldn't be a threat. They should <laughs> want to learn. They should, they, should clap, they, should, they should clap like you. Right. you know I mean, no matter what, go from jazz to rap to yeah. I mean, to rock to. Yeah. So I always want to learn from the great greatest. You know, what I'm saying great. I always want to collaborate with great people, and I eventually got to that point. You know, I, you know, I think all the people I want to collaborate when I was coming up. I, I mean, I think I hit my bucket list. You know, I did a mm. record with KRS One, I did a record with uh, Ray J, and then I worked with Convict Music. The producers was Convict Music, and I mean, I've been. You know, I don't know, man. I just killing it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was just a go-getter, man. I just wanted to, you know, I just have dreams, too. I just have a dream about, like, being in front of thousands of crowds of people and stuff like that. So I knew I was destined for this, you know what I'm Where saying? do people find the persistency that you do? Like, that shit's fucking different, bro. I mean, I, I'm yeah, not saying everybody's wanna... fucking lazy nowadays. Part of my, <laughs> but, yo, listen, I, the, yo, everything you do is just, like, there's no red or, or there's no, there's ex- no, listen, listen, there's no red or yellow <laughs> lights, it seems like, with you. Straight green lights. Yeah. <sighs> Just Yo, go, go, go. Bro, I just, where do you find that? I just grew up in a very extreme environment, man. Like, if the, my environment was, like, Boston. It's very, like, you know. What about like, your parents? Like, if, you, if there's, like, if you could pinpoint something that your parents instilled in your life that when I mean, you became an adult, you were like, oh, this is. My dad's going to get mad when he sees it. Yeah, So, so it. my dad was, like, my mom was the one who was, like, you know. Son, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I believe in you. Believe in God. You know, keep yeah. your faith. This and that. But then my father was more like think practical. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying this and that. You know, and like you know, reality, real world stuff, which is true. Like, nah, he ain't lying. Like mm-hmm. when I got in the real world and shit got real, I was like, yo, my dad was right. You <laughs> yeah. know, what I'm saying. But at the same time, I still, you know, uh, my dad was a boxer. Like I, I, I used to box too. I, I forgot to mention that. Like yeah. I used to train with the Petronelli brothers. When uh, Marvin Smarbett Hagler's uh, yeah. the uh, middleweight champion, I used to train with his trainers in Brockton. But I got jumped real bad when I was like maybe 13, 12. Um, and my father's already yelling how to fight. So um, my father was a boxer as well. And my father would, my father, you know, he had us and he, you know, he uh, he had to take care of us. So, you know, it was that career. Yeah. Inside. I don't know if it did anything to him, made him a little jaded about it. But, you know, I would tell him when I was younger, I was like, yo, I want to be a rapper. You know what I'm saying? I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. And he's like, ah, you got to think more practical, this and that. But then as years went on, I started getting publications. Like, I was in the Source magazine, the mixtape. Yeah. You know, I was in all those stuff. I got Proof I, I was of on, concept. Yeah, I was on the front page of the um, um, Boston mm. Globe. They did a full, yeah. you know, section of me, a front page Shit, of man, the music section amazing. and stuff like that. My mom was telling me, like, yeah, your father's bragging about you. But I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> don't tell me. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, on the low. He, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yo, my son, you know what I'm saying? You know, so. Yeah. But, um, dope, man. but yeah, I mean, I, I got, I got a good balance, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I got a I got, a, I got a decent balance about reality and, and also accomplishing your dreams. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you need, you know, you need a, you need a balance, you need a, a balance, man. You need bread too. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I had to figure out how to, um, get money. Yeah. You, <laughs> you had to find saying? out how to be practical as and well. Invest in my career. You know what I'm saying? And that's when, you know, um, I had, I, you know, I had an investor, you know, my man Pitt, I met him when I was in jail <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, he put a you know million dollars into stay grinding ink. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So, but then we what part is stay grinding. What, what would you say? Stay grinding ink is my label. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's a um. So I created. I founded it in 2004 with my um my other partner Francis Fawn. We produced together. Um, when I first came home to jail, I met him through my sister Taisha, and uh, we called ourselves the Juggernauts. Um, and um, we started a production company, and then we started a label um called Stay Grinding Ink because I was always on my grind. So I was like, yo, let's call it Stay Grinding Ink. So we founded that in 2004. Hmm. So Stay Grinding Inc. is not just a label. 
it's a way of life. People who strive every day to achieve and want to accomplish their dreams and goals. Now, is that the one on your shirt right there? Yes, sir. Okay. So this is the athletic. Uh, this is the athletics. Uh, the property state grinding. Y'all can get this uh, on on my on my site. Just go on to Omega Red Super Fan and go to the shop. You'll find it right there. You know what I'm saying? So, support, support. Yep. So I'm, actually, I'm gonna give y'all some hoodies too. You know what I'm saying? I, I meant to tell y'all. So you know, give me your sizes and I'll make sure y'all get some hoodies too. Much love. Oh, I yeah. appreciate the love. Yeah, man. those you know are mean? dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. So it will. Uh, did you start that out of a specific city or was yeah, it just it was founded in Boston, Massachusetts? Okay. And then expanded to New York City and then LA, now here in Western New York. Okay. How many uh how many artists? Let's just say yeah, maybe yeah, I mean, can you give um, us a I roundabout? Worked with a ton of artists, so it's hard to name them all. Um, but I like I, out of the label, how many artists do you I think? I didn't sign you? I didn't really sign a lot of artists. I okay. just did a lot of artist development okay. and production. Right. So okay. Um, cause artists, sometimes artists, they just be thinking because they're talented, man, that you, that everything's supposed to be handed to them, man. Oh yeah. I've heard. And if you don't, if you can't grind like me, this. like if you don't got the same energy and grind like me, why do I want to assign somebody who ain't going to work as hard as me? Right. If you can't bring to the table <clears throat> what I'm bringing then what are you doing yeah. here? Right. I mean, and then people want to manage me. I'm like, how are you going to manage me? I got more connections than you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, the, the, those are the things you gotta, you know. Um, but I am going to start where I'm going to be working with this, uh, uh, very, very talented, uh, uh, girl. Her name is Julia Chisholm. Um, we're going to be working on an EP together. And, um, I've just did a, we just did a, a welcome to New York album for the publishing company. Um, I had, what's the name? Her, her name's Moody. I met her at the, uh, um, at, uh, the, uh, the all girl cypher over there at GCR that, uh, um, What's the name? Host is Elijah hosted. Um, and this other girl, Leali, she's on the album. Uh, uh, Dirty O, he's on the album. Sure. Um, uh, who else is on it? Uh, uh, I think it's just, uh, yeah, I just got those three on on the Welcome to New York album. So I'm starting to work with artists out here, trying, you know, show them the publishing game. Yeah, that's dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a great studio over there. Oh, Maya the B, uh, Maya by name. I produced a couple of records for her as well on her okay. album. They, they're fire. They were the, those the records were the most you know starred on on the yeah, journey, yeah. You know what I'm saying because nice. I'm in, I'm into like I want to give music that's palatable for the masses you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like not change who they are but just you know enhance yeah. whatever they're doing yeah let's scale up yep there you go so do you yeah. believe in you know what I mean even though you know what I mean you're a mixed race do you believe in you know what I mean equal you know what I mean for everybody for like for dark race as well as white or you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I like to blend, man. Like I just grew up that way. Um, I mean, inspiring wise, I don't want to talk about you know. What I mean, you like you want to inspire everybody, right? Yeah, so yeah, for sure. Like, my, like inspire. So, so that's a good question because you know, like, so I have my own networking group for like business nonprofits and business owners and any any even music too. And um, my whole thing is um, you know creating a, a melting pot. You know what I'm saying? Because we all can learn from all different cultures. One hundred percent. So this is how I see things. I try to tell people like. When you go to the United Nations, what do you see? You see people there from all over all, every country yeah. come trying to solve solve a worldly problem. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how we need to start in our own community. No, no doubt. Take what they're doing and just apply it to our community. It's a little smaller, but all the cultures, all the races come together to solve these problems and create mm-hmm. an ecosystem with each other. And you know, and I, I want to see more I, I do want to see more African Americans and, you know, like take more responsibility for our own ecosystem and level ourselves up financially. And I think we'll be respected a lot. So you talk about like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? African-American and police officers, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Going to get these jobs that are frowned upon against that. No, I, I I don't think, I don't think that's for, I don't think any job African-American get American get is going to be frowned upon is, you know what I'm saying? I think it just got to change the narrative. I'm just saying, I'm not saying frowned upon into that type of way. I'm talking about how they got to get up and get out there and put themselves out there. So the equal, you know what I mean? The equal rights. We need people in all those positions. That's what 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 I'm saying right there. And then when they do come on back, yeah, that's, that's what's going to even the playing field. We got people in positions to represent us. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's that, that's you. No, no, I got you. I got you. I got you. We got there. Yeah. You know, so, so uh, where are you looking at for the future right now? What's the, the future's right here in Buffalo, man? That's the future. Well, the future. Why do now. I hear that? Why do I hear the development is coming here? Like, what is? I've been here for a while, man. I, I, this has been a really, it's been really progressive, like the past five years, man. And it's we're in, it. People say, oh, we're in a renaissance. Like yeah, the renaissance has been here for the past ten years. So, um. Like I'm doing whatever I can to shift the culture, man. Like I'm doing whatever I can, man. So the future is now. Yeah, it sure is. Because if it's not, man, it's 
in about five minutes. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Every time it's like you're done with something, it's on to the next thing. It might mm-hmm. not even be related. Yep. So, but yeah, but 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 the future, like I'm working on my album right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, it's gonna be it's called Red October, and then after that, um, I'm gonna be doing this out this little EP with uh my man and It's gonna be crazy. Oh, shit, maybe. Oh. Okay. Little collaboration right there. I got go- wow. no seriously. I'm getting goosebumps listening to his beats. I know. I was watching. I mean, not to bring him up in your story, but but yo, that boy right there, he puts yeah. it in, bro. It's time, man. It's time. Yeah, and I think that's a nice little collaboration. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, watch, you see. I really can't wait to hear that, man. Oh uh, yeah, yo, you should do something to the beat to the intro, just a little something. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give us sure. some words. Uh, we're in, actually. Got some. I mean. New questions? Or are we oh, dag, it's an hour. Hey, dag, man. We be, are we at an hour? We we close, man. We close. What a, let like me ask minutes. you this. Uh, Is there anything we haven't touched up on that you want to talk like about? I said, on? man, I, I just love to come back, you know what I'm saying, once the yeah. album drops, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and, yeah, no doubt. So, oh, 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 yeah. So, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, so I just dropped a single with uh, super producer, Grammy Award-winning producer, 88 Keys. The video's out right now. He's in the video as well. Um, I just dropped that single, um, and I'm pushing that right now. So everyone, yeah. go check out that um, video. Um, I'm trying to get more subscribers. I just finally got over 1K uh, subscribers on YouTube, so that's a big milestone nice. for me. Um, yeah. You know, because I've been low key for a while. They so. say the first thousand is the hardest. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, just you know, check, come check me out. Um, follow me on all my social media. My uh, handle is Omega Red Superfan. How you spell it is Omega Red, so it's O M E G A R E D. Supa is spelled S U P A, and Fan is F A N, so it's Omega Red Super Fan. Oh uh, yeah! Holl at me, get at me, I'll get right back at you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. We like to you know end these statements. Yeah, we like to end these segments. You know what I mean? With a very positive thing of what a person could you know what I mean provide for somebody. Yeah. What is music to you? Define music. Music to me is the light as the soundtrack to people's lives, but it's also something spiritual. It can it's, it's also a time traveler. It could take you back like you to the time where you listen, listen to that song. So music to me is a fabric is the fabric of the universe, actually. Mm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's yeah, all around that. you. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. That's exactly how I feel like I listen to music is it brings me back to like maybe the first time or the mm-hmm. best time I heard that song. Yep. It releases these endorphins, you know what I'm saying? When we hear it, that's why we're all dancing and having fun, good time, doing all that crazy stuff. You know, back in the day we were kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially we were teenagers, you know how we used to get popping. Yeah, no, <laughs> I wish I, I could move like I did back in the day. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, I can still get down, but yeah. hey, don't be bringing up that split. <laughs> cameraman, my cameraman over here. Yeah, I like wait, those socks too. Wait, wait, wait. There's Miss a split? Miss Is there a split on the video? I can do a split, but I don't know if I'll do it for the video. <laughs> Well, now you have I'm to. You just told I'm the world it's possible. I'm 200 and, uh, well, we're not going to go there. No. <laughs> you guys, tune A in whole lot of sexiness. No. <laughs> to make sure you turn in. No, I think it was split though. Yeah, well, make sure that you all turn, tune in because nah, we're going to get him doing man. a split. Shaq, Shaq, he got so he could, he's, he's, he's fast, yeah. man. No, I, like, I know. I like your lane. That's what you do. I mm-hmm. really admire, like, I love that. Go, 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 go. Because there's none. There's not. Listen, in life, people fail to realize there's nothing stopping you but yourself. Yeah, but no, I respect no. you too, though. I see you on your grind too, bro. Like I see what you're doing too, man. Like so, kudos to you too, yeah, brother. Yeah, no doubt. But people like that, you know, what I mean, like just you in general, the way you develop from from your ethnicity, you know, what I mean, your mixed ethnicity mm-hmm. race to what you went through in in in, in the military to what you went through rapping in prison. I like to call it college. You know what I mean? But what yeah. you went through with all mm-hmm. these things to develop into a a, a go getter right now, like you know what I mean. Yeah, I, like I said, man, I just seen what success looked like. I wanted to get there, yeah. but I just took. I, I try to take shortcuts, man. Yeah, you I know mean, what I'm saying. Of, so, being that you said that, what can you suggest to somebody when they get there so it doesn't de- throw them off and that yo, listen, I got all this money now, I can do whatever the f- I want. Just slow down. Okay, uh-huh. slow down. Like <laughs> when you get breath. the bread, slow down. You know what I'm saying. Really watch the people who are around you. Um, a lot of my a lot of my mistakes was trusting the people that I thought had my back. Your yeah. investments. Yeah, that too. And just people who be around people who generally want to see you be successful. I think I had a lot of people around me early in my career who 
they want to just use me for my connections and they they were afraid of my success because they thought I was going to leave them behind because that's something they would have done. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to be real mindful and real careful of that. You know what I'm saying? So in at the end of the day, an artist, you're the boss of your career and your life. So don't let anyone make any decisions for you. You can take advice and you can take consultation. But at the end of the day, you're the boss, Absolutely. even though someone is putting up the money for you and this and that you're still the boss to make decisions of your creativity. And if you don't want that, then you got to come up, you know what I'm saying? If you want to have some type of creative control mm-hmm. of your invest, of people investing, you got to come up, you know, you got to put some money up too. Cause a lot of people won't invest, invest in you anyway, if they don't see you investing in yourself. So I'm at the point now I can just do what I want to do. When I want to do a project, I'm going to put the project out. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm putting all my bread into it. Absolutely. And if someone wants to come in, it's going to be a 50-50 thing, you know what I'm saying? But I'm mm. going to have creative control because I'm putting up half of that bread. You know what I'm oh, saying? They're just, they're just putting the investment to see the return. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? Because they already see I already got the ball rolling. Even the time spent is yeah. huge. So, yeah. yeah, so that's all I say. Just keep it slow. You know what I'm saying? Take your time. Look at your investments. You know what I'm saying? Buy, buy property. You know what I'm saying? Build equity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And also start your own publishing company. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these people, a lot of people get into this game and don't even understand what ASCAP or BMI is. You know what I'm saying? This is how you pass down your. It's like it's like digital equity. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, intellectual property. You know what I'm saying? It's just how you say prop a physical property, your house, intellectual property. It's intellectual property, so that can be passed down to the gener- uh, legacy to generation to generation. You know what I'm saying? Your publishing is pretty much. Uh, 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 real estate, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like uh, musical real estate. Uh, Justin Bieber is about to, to sell his publishing for like 200 million. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's the power of of intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Oh shit. Michael Jackson owns property. Sony too. A lot of people didn't know that. He owned Sony yeah. half of Sony Publishing. Yeah, I heard he was buying up a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, that's what happens. You know what I mean? A lot of. The sh- <laughs> Yeah, so you know, get your get your publishing right. Own your own publishing company. A lot of people think they can't. A lot of artists don't think they can own their own publishing. You can chase that dream. Mm-hmm. Yep. chase it. You know what I'm saying, and make it a reality. I say the audacity, um, uh, the dream, uh, something to make it happen. I don't. Know. I can't remember. That. Reach for like that man, fruit. You must at get the like end. five hours of sleep yeah. a day only. Well, yeah, just stay on your grind. You know what I'm saying. Stay grinding. You know what I'm saying, and just you know, believe, have insane confidence and faith in yourself, and just don't be scared to fail. Don't, and yeah, I failed numerous times, man. Don't be scared. I, yeah. Get yourself up. Yep, pick yourself up. I know, it's, I know it's hard. Rejection's hard. Trust me, I know it, man. You know what I'm saying? But if you believe in what you're doing, eventually something's going to pop. You just got to stay, stay consistent. 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, bro, we really, really thank you for stopping on out and nah, sharing your last word. You know what I mean? Your little experience. You know what I mean? Hopefully we can enlighten, you know what I mean? The next little generation to come and hit that little fire that you got. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes. No yep. doubt. Found like some I inspiration said. myself tonight. So, like I said, thanks for tuning in. You got KP here. Daniel Farmington. And the one and only. Omega Red. Holla at your Red Negro. Kid got a mean flow, came from the underground, and like the phoenix I rose, set the bar high, never low standards, you gotta come up to my level, think you can manage, a lot of people wanna doubt my lyrical skills, so I spit crack like krills, and I know you heard crack kills, murderer, homicide, decapitation, however you want it, catch a deadly laceration, dudes are funny, jerk off, masturbation, too short to box the rob, don't ever mistake it, stay on my job, there you'll be, Always kept it real thorough on these Boston streets. Dorchester Randolph rep me heavily. They know where I'm from and where I'm headed to be. UFC, ultimate fighter, Nick Diaz. I'm a Bostonian brawler. You see me coming, better get out my way. Like Dirty Harry Punk, come on, make my day. You're gonna get sprayed with a verbal AK. And if you don't move, you're gonna hit a sound. Plow, 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 like a pistol. Plow, 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 like a pistol. Plow, plow. My words are legal like a bullet from a pistol. Spit acid, Jimi Hendrix on you motherfuckers. Eat you MCs for lunch. Fud ruckus. Give me pounds, give me that, but you ain't my brother. No more stabbing in the back, I got my back covered. Ha, ninja, lyrical assassin. Still getting big love like Bill Paxson. Do it for the money, do it for the passion. Do it for the fans when they see me live in action. 
I'm the main attraction. Laughing at y'all dudes, don't think you still can't get your ass kicked. Got enough ammunition, got a lot of rounds. Undisputed champ, I can go pound for pound. Circus Soleil, bunch of clowns. Gonna need a pass when you up in my town. I know you heard them Boston boys don't play your round. Think you the king? Well, I'm about to snatch your crown. You see me coming, better get out my way. Like dirty Harry Punk, come on, make my day. You're gonna get sprayed with a verbal AK. And if you don't move, you're gonna hit a sound. Plow, 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 like a pistol. Plow, 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 like a pistol. Plow, 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 like a pistol. My words are legal like a bullet from a pistol. I see your end of days, of days. King of rock, there is no higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. To build my kingdom, I had to use fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire.